Hotty ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, you know from Instagram, at Hardens and Hard Hats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from right now. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show Monk right here each week. And we're going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So, me and Candace actually have the same junk food today. Yes. I was excited. We're trying to come in a little bit strong here at the end of the pod with our junk food because, you know, that's... Besides Monk, that's the other premise. That's our other storyline. We've got Trudy. We've got the badge. You know, we've junk. we've got Junk and Monk. So that's our that's our B storyline. Also, you must know. Oh wait, did we didn't say what we had? Oh, we didn't. Um, <laughs> so today we're... we built that up really big. Um, today we have chia seed pudding. And do you want to tell them what's in it? Okay, so it's very simple. I actually discovered the recipe whenever I started doing paleo, and I've since grown very fond of it. You put two tablespoons of chia seeds, one-fourth cup of almond milk. You let that sit for like five minutes because those little chia seeds absorb the milk, so it makes them like poofy and not like little crunchies. And then once that's done, you take it like out of the fridge, stir it around, and then you put fresh fruit. So we put strawberries usually because that's what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we put banana that one time. That banana was yeah, really good. Yeah, banana was amazing. And then um, I would put almond butter in it normally because that's paleo. Peanut butter is not. But today we are using peanut butter because our almond butter might have been bad. So <laughs> we use peanut butter. And I haven't tasted mine yet. So. I did. I, I pretty much ate it like twice. And I just keep adding more stuff into it. Oh my. So. I knew you were going to do that. Dang it. Okay. Well, I'll be cool and I'll save mine for junk time. Then. <laughs> it's probably going to be warm-ish by then. But Gross. I'll, I'll be fine. It'll still be good. It'll still be good. Also, you must know, I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan, started watching in 2007, and for the most part, watched it as it aired. I have seen seasons one and two, and a few scattered here and there in season three. So, if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. Okay, we're starting towards the end of our series. This is kind of weird. Yeah. Our next time that you'll hear us is the finale, so I just had to throw that in there, because... We're so close, and I felt it when I was reading the first one. I was like, dang, I'm only going to do this a couple more times. Mm-hmm. So, This is Mr. Monk and the Badge, Season 8, Episode 14. Here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see the captain call Adrian into his office with some important news. A meeting between the review board and the commissioner has been had, and they decided to reinstate former detective Adrian Monk and give him his badge back. Over the moon, Adrian accepts and prepares for his first day on the job. His first task is a briefing on the pickaxe killer a serial killer who had been terrorizing San Francisco for which there was now a half million dollar reward for his capture. However, instead of Monk being out in the field, is manning phones on the tip line. While Monk is receiving his first tip, the headquarters is an uproar as the pickaxe killer has just been arrested and the case has been solved. It seems that a man named Mikhail Almanov was the tipster who claims he saw a pickaxe in the back of the suspect's car and called in his plates to the hotline. However, Monk quickly has doubts in the story since he doesn't believe that Almanov could have possibly seen a pickaxe, let alone a license plate, from the sixth story of a building, as he claimed. Then, when suddenly one of Monk's colleagues, Officer DeMarco, is found murdered, he has major doubts on his innocence based on how he was killed. However, he must have ironclad evidence that DeMarco was dirty since he is now a brother in blue. 
His evidence finally comes when he goes through DeMarco's personal effects. He sees that officer's ticket book has a license plate number imprinted, the same number that led to the capture of the pickaxe killer. It turns out that Officer DeMarco had solved the serial killer case all by himself. However, he wanted the reward, so he hired Almanov to call in the tip so they could split the money. Of course, Almanov got greedy and killed DeMarco for a share. He even tries to murder Monk when he goes to confront him, causing Monk to ultimately decide his badge isn't what he thought it would be. He quits on the spot and is now former, former, former Detective Monk. All right. That was Mr. Monk and the badge, and my mouth is full of peanut butter because I, I had absolutely no self-control. <laughs> if I was reading that, I wouldn't have dug in, but you already it was speaking it. to me. And now I know I can't eat it because it is so peanut buttery. I know. I ate, like, the entire thing, and then I put, like, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of peanut butter, and now it's pretty much just peanut butter, mm-hmm. like a big cup of peanut butter. <laughs> and so my mouth is going to be like... Uh, but you know what? Anyways, Candace, what did you like about this episode? Okay, I have Mr. Monk and the badge. Of course, that's the title of the episode, but that's what this whole show is about. Mm-hmm. The very first scene, we see the captain is calling Monk into his office. And of course, Monk immediately jumps to it being bad news. Mm-hmm. They kind of frame it that way, but it's like because they want to surprise him. And he's like, oh my God, you're firing me. I just know it. I just know it. And then Natalie comes to his defense and it's like, are you kidding me? This detective is the best detective. You should be ashamed of yourself. Shame on both of you. And she Aww. walks out and I was like, oh, Natalie's defending Monk, even though she doesn't know what the heck's going on. And then, of course, they walk into the hallway and he's like, he says he doesn't need you anymore as a consultant. Because he wants to give your badge back. Boom. And he hands him the box. Well, I guess he doesn't mm-hmm. say the badge, right? Yeah. He just hands him the box. He wants to give you this. And then he opens it. And then they play the beautiful sad music. And Monk takes his badge. And he starts to tear up. And he's like, is this for real? Aww. And then he sees everybody in the window. Like, everyone in the headquarters is looking out the windows. And is watching him. So then you know that it is real. Because... They're all like, because they all, that's the cool thing about this episode. And one of the things is that, and I didn't write this down, was that they all know Monk. Yeah. Even when the guys are in the bar later, they're like, oh, how's Natalie? And it's very genuine because she is his girl Friday. Like, everyone knows they're always together. Everyone knows his deal, his story. So the fact that they kind of were able to, like, put that in in a really, like, genuine way like everyone's watching and everyone would actually be excited for him because they know Monk. Yeah. So more than him being a famous detective, he actually has been their colleague for the past 12 years. So, but yeah, Monk got his badge back. That's my first like. I'm guessing that I have the same like as you, but I was in a flurry of just joy. So I misspelled pretty much everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh, oh my god, oh my god. It it better be his badge. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I think it says. What, it's the junk. box? Yeah, the in the points, box. Yeah. It better be his badge. I assumed it was his badge because yeah. it's called Mr. Rogan the Badge, but... Which, spoiler alert. Anyways, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was happy. That's proof, I guess. What on earth else could they have called this episode, though? Mr. Monk gets reinstated. <laughs> Mr. Monk and the window guy. The window washer. Mr. Monk and... The dirty cop. The cat lady. Mr. Monk... Oh, Mr. Monk and the dirty cop. No, because then the... 
That's like bad girlfriend. That's true. However, I didn't write this down either. I didn't know which cop was dirty. Because I didn't his... know any cops were dirty. Were dirty. Well, okay, so I remembered... That's not true. I didn't really remember anything, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, I did not... Toby diff- was different. As soon as he saw DeMarco, like, ask for Monk's, like, tissue or whatever, he goes, oh, I remember that guy. He didn't say it out loud. He just thought it. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I remember that guy. He's the guy. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not remember that. How on earth did you remember that? And then... Um, I thought I got the vibes from his new like captain or whatever. Mm. The the guy that was mean to him. The one that was like Stoudemire 1.0 from like season one. Yeah. That's who I thought was the guy or something to do with it. Like I thought that they were covering up DeMarco's like part in it because they were being the way that they were acting like mean towards him. I thought that they were trying to say like you can't accuse him mm. because they had something to do with it. Yeah. So... If they had said Mr. Monk and the Dirty Cop, I would have not been able to figure out which cop was dirty. If that makes sense. However, there is a book called that, Mr. Monk and the Dirty Cop, which I read, I've read. But then Mr. Monk and that's what else. The, that's what else this episode's about, though. I mean, that's what the crime is about. His adventure is his badge, and then the crime is about a dirty cop. What else is the crime about? The reward? No. Mr. Monk and the big reward. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. No. Monk. Basically, they ran out of titles. Yeah. Because we're towards the end. No, but I do like it. I don't I don't like spoilers ever, but I do when it's named after, like, something storyline-wise, at least towards the end. Like, the bad girlfriend, there was no reason to name it that. Like, yeah. we didn't need to know that Linda Fusco was the bad guy when we started the episode. That was stupid. But... This one was a, a little different. Like, we're coming towards the end. You want to know what happens with his badge. It's called Mr. Muck of the Badge. Not much you can do mm-hmm. about it. So, okay. My next like is Monk and Natalie miss each other. And they say yeah. goodbye. Oh, That was so sad. Monk's going to miss Natalie. Frowny did, face. Did, did you have any of that? Yeah. I mean, it was just, that was a really sad scene whenever he was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to miss you. And I didn't even think about it. I thought she was going to, like, I don't know, keep being his assistant, make lunch for him, make dinner for him. But no, he's all grown up now. He's going He's going to work. He's a big man. Well, that was the really sweet and also, like, funny part. It was a little funny. Um, because they realize, like, they're all, they're both so excited. Uh-huh. Like, they are giddy. And was, they're like, oh, do you have your lunch? Oh, do you have your gun? Oh, do you have your badge? Oh. And then, like, Monk takes his gun out and he's like... They're like, oh, just so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. And then he's like, here's your gun. Here's your gun. And then he he pulls out like the bullets or he like looks in the yeah. chamber or whatever. And then he's like, oh, polish bullets. You polish the bullets, I think. Right. She polished them. And he's like, yeah. She says, yeah, you don't want to shoot anybody with a dirty bullet. And he's like, yeah, they might get an infection. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's that's so funny. I don't know what they he's, and Monk says. We're so funny together. Yes. We're so funny Aww. together. It's so sweet. And then they're so giddy that he walks out the door and then almost forgets, like, wait, so this is goodbye. And she's like, no, 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 it's not goodbye. goodbye. I have a meeting today. We'll talk all the time on the phone. Well, what will we talk about? I don't know. Just, you know, how we're feeling, what we're doing. Like, oh, okay. And then they hug each other for a really long time and say goodbye. It's very sad. Mm. Also, another thing that I noticed... In this scene at first, I put interesting camera angles. Did you notice this? There was, 
I don't know if there was three or just two of them. Maybe just two. But this first one is when Monk is walking like through his house. He's walking like from his bedroom, through the hallway, through the dining room. And the camera is panned from like outside of it. Really? Like like, yeah, like the little like, thing? Like it's the camera is facing like towards like through the kitchen to yeah. the hallway. And, and you can see him walking in a straight line. And they pan the camera because there's obviously no wall there. Because you can see, like, the wall that's in between the kitchen and the dining room. Yeah. And they swivel, like, not swivel, but they, like, um, what's it called? Like, a uh, they put it on a track or whatever. Uh-huh. And it goes, and pans through there. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, they did the same camera work whenever I think he goes to the crazy cat lady. And that's like he's on his first case or whatever. Oh, yeah. They do the same thing, like, through some wind- windshields of, like, cars. And they just scroll and pan through there. I was like... This, it, it, it made me feel like I was watching something different, uh-huh. which I liked because it made you feel like this isn't just another episode. Like, this is Mr. Monk and the badge. It's not just Mr. Monk goes to the circus, Mr. Monk and the UFO. Yeah. Like, this is serious. Like, this is about his badge. And he's a cop now. And it felt like a cop show mm-hmm. to me. So. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there was less funny stuff i'd say other than the random cat lady who was in there for some reason yeah i don't i don't know why that was in there i would i'm gonna write that down for dislike <laughs> okay i actually i even put unlike mr monk is underwater which made me feel like i was watching ncis this episode made me feel like i was watching law and order mm. and which i love well, svu i don't i don't know the other ones but I love Law and Order SVU. That's why I felt like I was watching like Detective Stabler and Benson going up to like an apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas like underwater, I was like, I don't really like NCIS. Yeah. So I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. I don't like how this feels, but this one felt different and that kind of tied into the camera angles. Like I felt like I was watching Law and Order, which was cool. So this next one is super random, but I said it whenever we had Mr. Muck and Sharona and it's that Natalie gets her own scene. She gets her own scene and her it own storyline. So weird. It felt like I was watching a Marvel movie, like like like, high, like skyscraper. skyscraper, like very fancy, like a uh, record, like on the floor, and it's like a different set. Everything's different. Yeah. And it was like, you could see it was CGI, like of course, but like, yeah. <laughs> and but it was it was weird. Natalie was all by herself and on her new job, and she liked it, and the guy was like. Oh, uh, she was like, oh, should I get the... Oh, he said, we're going to dinner. And she was like, oh, should I call the airline agency? And he's like, now we'll just take my plane. And she was like, okay. (laughs) She's like, yes, that would be better. We can take your plane. That sounds perfect. And then he says like, oh, we're having dinner. Or have you listened to the new Coldplay album? And she's like, oh, no, not yet. Do I need to or something? Well, yeah, it's pretty important about, like, who we're going to... Someone's going to ask us at dinner about it or something. And she's like, who are we having dinner with? He's like, Coldplay. And she's like, oh, okay then. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So Natalie is loving it. She And I also love that she... I'm, I'm not sure how fond I am of the fact that she's an assistant, but that obviously is her... I know, right? Like, she was just like... All right, I'm I'm moving on in my life, and I'm gonna go be an assistant again. Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of weird. I mean, it was like a really good, uh, like she had a good job, but it wasn't. It was still an assistant job, and you know, I want Natalie to move up in life. Yeah. So I did. I did put. I'm glad that she is 
like such a qualified assistant that she easily got this job. Yeah. Like it wasn't like she's like working from the bottom of the assistant seat yeah. up to a, you know what I mean? Like she was she already was, a like glorified assistant. Yes. <laughs> as glorified as an assistant can be. <laughs> exactly. So I'm glad that she was able to get a job very quickly based on her experience of being an assistant so far. So. I literally just realized from you saying that whole Coldplay thing mm-hmm. and me like thinking about it and I was like, Wait a minute. Community and Monk aren't that, like, far away. Because I always feel like they're, like, at least, like, five years uh-huh. in between. Just because, I don't know, camera difference or whatever. But that is so weird to me. Like, I love that. Wait, but what? how far away are they apart? They're two months apart. It, Wait, Monk ends. Like, Monk oh. ends. And then there's two months. And it ends in October. And Community starts in December of 2009. No, Monk ends in December 2009. December 2009. So Community was already on. No way, really? It was on September. I don't know where I got October. Oh. oh. <laughs> Community was on in September. And 2009. Dece- 2009. And Monk ends in December 2009. So they actually overlap? That's crazy. Uh-oh. That is so weird. Community feels like... That's why I like Monk, though. Because it's like old. And I feel like cultured for watching it. But like <laughs> community starts right like at I the know. same time. Oh my god, that is crazy! I never knew that. I thought it was at least like three or maybe five years in between. Mm-hmm. Oh my well, god. Well, what's weird is like one of my favorite shows is The Office, mm-hmm. and The Office started in like two thousand and four, two thousand and five, like something crazy. Whoa! Like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, March twenty fourth, two thousand five. The Holy pilot. Crap. Yeah, so Monk was on for like four-ish years Mm -hmm. when The Office started and The Office continued on after that. So it makes it seem... And The Office is so relevant. It makes it feel like The Office was like still on, like still happening, like way up. But it's like literally like five years overlap. Isn't that so weird? Monk is not as irrelevant as some people think. All right? That's crazy. It's just not. I love it. Monk could totally be The Office. What? (laughs) I feel like, no, because like... You show people The Office and they're like, oh my god, this is funny, and they like it. But not enough people, like, see Monk or give it a chance, but it could totally be, like, a popular TV show. Well, that's the thing, too. That's what's crazy is that it was popular. Like, it was popular. It was, like, because whenever, I want to say, I I could be making these stats up. I feel like we talked about it, but, like, when Monk came out, it was, like, the most watched cable show, like, ever or something. Don't they say that for, like, like, every TV show? America's number one TV show. No, that's true. But I think that because I think, but maybe besides like HBO, like the Sopranos or something like Monk was like USA, like original cable shows weren't a big thing Mm -hmm. back then. So uh, USA like took a chance on like making a show like Monk and then it was really, really popular. And that's why they made Psych because of how popular Monk was. And they were like, oh, another like detective show. It kind of piggybacked off the yeah. success of Monk. And then, of course, there's a bunch of psych fans out there. So, I mean, it, it was a popular show. And Tony Shalhoub won Emmys for it. So, like, it was known and it was respected. So, it's just not super mainstream. I'm assuming because it was on cable. Whereas, like, now things that are on cable are super popular because yeah. everyone has so much access to it now. But back then, it's like... You have to pay for cable. Then you have to watch USA. Like, it's you know. So what so. you're saying is Monk pioneered the game. Exactly. And now we're pioneering, you know. So <laughs> except Monk for, except handed for... off the torch to community. 
Am I wrong? <laughs> so our next podcast will be about... <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. No. Okay. Um, I have... Dr. Bell is back. Oh my god, yes. I thought they were just going to reference him. Because... They were like, oh, Dr. Bell was at the meeting, the court hearing, whatever, mm-hmm. for your badge reinstation. But that was... He was actually there. That was cool. You're right. I liked that. And he helped. Because... Mm-hmm. He gave good advice, you know, he he gave like an Oscar Wilde quote or something about, you know, getting what you want or life's tragedy, something, something like that. But he gave really good advice yeah. and, you know, he was telling Adrian like, you know, are you happy? He's like, what are you saying? I'm not happy. And he's like, no, I didn't say that. I'm just asking if you're happy. And he's like, oh my God, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm miserable. I thought I had my dream job and why do I hate it? And he's like, Adrian, it's fine. It's normal. What did he call it? Um... Uh, it's not dr- not wish fulfillment. That's dumb. Uh, yeah, it was aspirational. Aspirational thinking or something like regret? that. Regret. Aspirational. I, I don't start it with a T, but it might be regret. It's it's something like that. Aspirational like expectation. Yeah. So whenever you think something's better than it actually is. But you, you right? But you have like the long term goal of achieving it, and then whenever you do, it doesn't live up to your expectations. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we we didn't quite learn the phrase because we forgot what it was called. <laughs> but we learned something and we learned like that it's normal, you know, it's like because we can, which I'm sure we'll get into, of course, I'm 100% sure we will. Just the fact that like, really, Monk is, we've been waiting all this time for Monk to get his badge back and he didn't. And it's like, but Dr. Bell comes in with the psychology of it and is like look it's actually normal yeah that people aspire to things and then they don't live up to their expectations especially when they build it up so much in their head like so kind of did I, I honestly felt like what monk was feeling whenever i do I, I am also kind of upset that he didn't actually use the badge but i did like it they, this episode really make you made you feel like this the the badge wasn't like that great Mm-hmm. And it was really just an idea of a badge, mm-hmm. you know, because they were like, "All right, you're on desk duty." It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I I love that you said that. I felt that way the second time I was watching it. The first time I felt pretty disappointed in it. The second time I felt more at peace, like with what I knew was going to happen. And then watching it from the perspective of like, wow, he did really have it good. And watching every single aspect of like, well, that wouldn't have happened if he had his own job. Well, that wouldn't have happened if he was a private consultant. And watching it from like, instead of being disappointed, he didn't get to use his badge. Being like, this makes total sense that like this moment. And and I love too that he tried to be happy. We see Monk so many times not really try. Like little things make him happy. Like, oh, he saw his favorite movie star. He saw his favorite TV show. Like whatever. And he, he has, like, temporary blips of happiness. Mm-hmm. But he tried. Like, Stoudemire's like, you know, we can't hold your hand anymore. We're going to sit you on the phones. We're going to move you to so-and-so's department. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, but this is what you want, right? And he's like, absolutely. And he keeps going for it and going for it. And so it just builds up when Dr. Bell asks him about it, which is mm-hmm. a great another thing that's great about that scene. Yeah. And he's like, until he asks, he's like, why am I miserable? Yeah. And so I felt that the second time I was watching it through, just like at peace more so with like, it totally makes sense. The department's changed. He's changed. Technology has changed. The whole game has changed. And he's been his own boss for the last 12 years. Who would want to go back to that? Besides the camaraderie. And then he also makes the comment, 
nobody really wants to work with me. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't really get that vibe. I felt like they only kind of didn't want to work with him whenever he started calling the cop dirty. Yeah. Other than that, I felt like he actually fit in pretty well. So, I don't know. But that's that, that was part of my, like, being the Dr. Bell thing, being at peace with what happened the second time I watched it. And um, also, you know what else I really like? That monk a smidgen the guy called him jealous like oh you're just jealous because we didn't need your big detective skills but i also like the fact they did show a glimpse of that whenever they're like parading the guy like through the headquarters like oh we solved the case we solved the case and monk's kind of like looking out the window like yay like and it wasn't me like he kind of missed it and i thought that was very human of him as well Mm -hmm. right because monk doesn't really do things for glory but it showed him, like a little human side of him, like he Actually, he did miss he that. To be there. Yeah, he wanted to solve the case. Which I don't get that scene. I I remember watching it and being like, they didn't solve the case either. <laughs> like, guess we didn't need you this time for your detective skills because we got it. But it was like, no, you didn't. This random guy got it. You know, like they're like the, celebrating. And well, the, the dirty cop. Okay, that's quote the dirty quote dirty cop got. So he solved the case. Quote, dirty cop. Well, he didn't actually do anything dirty. What? He gave... No, he just wanted the reward money. I know, still. Pretty dirty. If you ask, if you ask me. Mm. You're not a bad person. It's just like... There's something definitely illegal going on there. You can't do that. Well, no, you can't. Obviously, you can't do it. That's why he did it in secret. That's what but I'm, I'm saying, saying. But I'm saying that whenever it's you... wrong. What I'm saying is that when you hear like, oh, he was a dirty cop, you're like, oh, what did he do? Did he like, like, he, like beat people up or did he like take dr- yeah, take yeah. drugs from the... It's like, well, no, he solved a case and he just wanted to get like paid for solving the case. It's not like he let a killer go free in order to get money. He was like, hey, I could do my job and get $500,000 for doing my job. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be a debate about that. But I, I, because I literally like in spoiler alert, I put in dislikes. Oh, fa- Monk's fan with with the tissue. I was like, oh no, he's a dirty cop, and I wrote it down because I thought he was like a bad guy. And then when I realized what he did, that he was just trying to get paid for the tip he solved. Like he solved the case. He didn't want the fame. He wanted the money from the reward or whatever. All I'm saying is... It's like you can win the lottery except for you work at the gas station so you can't cash in your ticket because you work at the gas station or something like that. No. And you're like, okay, so I'm going to give my ticket to somebody else who can cash it in and then they'll give me half the money or, because or, we're in cahoots. Or if you're a monk, you do it because you're a good person. Boom. No, no, I, I'm, am I wrong here? I'm just, I'm just saying the connotation of like, oh, he was a dirty cop, like how he I was made out that. to be at first. I see that, and then when you figured he... out, you're like, actually, the murderer is the bad guy because he just wanted half of, well, he just wanted two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then this guy was like, actually, that's not good enough. I want five hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna kill you, and then he tried to kill Monk because he figured it out. Like, I get what you're saying. No, I. It's a morality debate. <laughs> like, you lied almost to the police department, which you swore on. Oh, he definitely did. Oath? But he did protect and serve. He did. He did He did good things, and I guess you could even see it as, like, a Robin Hood thing. Like, whoa, this money was going to go to no one. Might as well go to me. 
Yeah. We don't know what he was going to do with the money. Yeah. He's taking his wife on a vacation. He was a good man. He was. He was taking his wife on a vacation. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That was a, that was a huge dislike on mine. So, um, Monk being re- reinstated and uh, the very first roll call, Sotomayor's like, um, I have something that after 12 years I'm really excited to announce to everyone. Um, congratulations, Adrian Monk, on making it back on the force. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Monk gets us his note cards and he's like, He's just, he's like, I forget what he says, but it's some, like, famous philosopher, and he's like... I know what he says. What does he say? He says, 70 years ago, Thomas Wolfe said, you can't go home again. (laughs) And Stoudemire's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) You don't need to prepare a speech. And he's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) That was so funny. I love how quick it happens. It's like, Adrian's like, 70 years ago, Thomas Wolfe said, you can't go home again. Oh, no speech. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's so fast. I love it. That's a good one. Um, my next thing is the coupon clue. I really like that. Mm. Whenever, because he takes the whole bag, right? With the He puts fake money in the form of coupons that are the shape of dollar bills mm-hmm. and like the weight of it, whatever. He takes the bag, but one of them, I guess, like flies out. So the only evidence they have is this one coupon left and it's for dog food. And so Monk is like, oh, well, look, it's the same as a dollar bill. I was like, ooh, that's a good catch. And then he goes to his house and he's like, no dog. And Solomar's like, what do you mean no dog? And Randy's like, remember the coupon he had in his hand? Oh, it was in his hand. The coupon he had in his hand was for dog food, but he doesn't have a dog. And I was like, dang, that's a good one. That was a big, I mean, that was a really big clue in that like, what was he doing there? He didn't have his gun drawn. Mm-hmm. He didn't have his safety off of his gun. Like, he was completely defenseless, even though he was in total uniform. Like, how did he get shot or why did he get shot? And he had the coupon that helped big time. I feel like it's just been a while since we've had a little clue like that that I was impressed with. So, I liked that one. Honestly, maybe I would have would have liked this episode a little bit more if the cop was dirty and, the guy, and, he, and in that scene... The cop killed him. And the cop is the one who's like... And then it could have been called Mr. Mug and the Dirty Cop. Mr. Mug. And... Because actually none of the cops were the killers. That, like, the they were not the, the, the bad guy or whatever. Like, in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, no, my... What's your last... My like? last final like in for the first time is... Monk stabbed the dude with the badge. Oh my gosh, that was so good. It was good. so sick because was the guy so was just like... There was nothing else Monk could have done. Yeah, and he, he was, was about like, to kill him and throw him off that scale. I kill him and he just like pulls out his badge and... <laughs> so the badge did actually come in clutch. That would have totally... Right. Yeah, that's true. The badge he, actually did help. And he would have probably killed him. I mean, plot convenience, but still. Like, he, yeah. he would have. We're led to believe that if Monk didn't stab him with the badge, he would have died. So. <laughs> it saved the day. Okay, fine. So my last like is... Natalie's the surprise at the end. Oh, I did. I honestly, that probably was the most obvious thing ever. But when Monk, I didn't. When Stottlemyre and Randy said, "There's a surprise for you," I was. I did not think it was Natalie. I wasn't even thinking about Natalie. And then they were like, "Exit out the west entrance." He's like, "Why?" He's like, "There's a surprise." Well, what is it? Well, I can't tell you. It won't be a surprise. He's like, "Oh God, okay." What did you think it was gonna be? I don't know. Every time they say go outside and meet. Someone, I always think of Linda Fusco in her van <laughs> with the whole set, yeah. you know, in the back of the truck. That's what I, and I'm like, well, it's not that, but.
but I no, thought, picturing some type of Hawaiian themed something. Oh my god! I don't know. I'm just that's Even what I'm saying. Okay, no, I thought of like him having his own like hall, like a dream monk hall or something. Oh, so you didn't and think it was Natalie though? I didn't think it was Natalie. Oh, okay, I had no idea because you know, like in um, Montreal. Okay. No entry hill, they have like the Whitey Durham uh, Whitey Durham Auditorium. Yeah, stadium or whatever, yeah. Building. Yeah. And it's I just thought of that and I was like, Oh, so it's gotta be some sort of like like yeah. go, exit out this way oh. and it's like why did it have to be this way? Or okay, yeah. I feel like I didn't write I keep saying things that I kinda like disliked or plot holy, but because I, I didn't write them down. But like, why did Monk have to quit? Why couldn't he just like retire? Do you have to be, like, working for longer to retire? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it was, like... If, I mean, I guess that would have been kind of lame. Happy retirement. Like, that would be kind of lame. But I, I I thought of that while I was watching it. Like, why did he have to quit? Like, he's literally, like, signing his papers. And he's, like... Stottlemyre and Randy are, like, smiling. Like, yay, we're so happy that you're quitting. And I'm, like, this is a weird moment. Yeah. And then, of course, Monk is, like, well, I guess I'm going to go home and sulk or brood. I'm leaning towards brooding. <laughs> like, exactly, because yeah. that wasn't a happy moment. Yeah. And then they're all smiling, and they're like, we have a surprise for you, and it's Natalie. So, which I liked it. I sounded disappointed. but I I thought they should have been, like, in the beginning scene, whenever they're like, oh, do you want to do, you're not alone, we're going to have to, like, let you go as a, uh, what's it called? Consultant. Oh, consultant. Then give them the badge, and when they look in on, like, all the people, they're all wearing, like, party stuff, and it's like... Happy reinstatement, Monk. And then, like, at the end, there he, like, go to the West Wing, and it's, like, happy unreinstatement, Monk. And so it's just, like, the same party. Oh. Just twice. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, a cake or something. Yeah. That's, like, happy reinstatement or something, and then he doesn't get to eat it. And then they're, like, oh, well, we didn't get to eat the cake, so... Here it is, and it yeah. says happy un, <laughs> unreinstatement or something. Like, that might have been, like, yeah. like, okay. And then they eat the cake in the end or something, yeah. yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been cute. Okay. I was about to say cute, and then I said cool. I was like, cool. 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 <laughs> but yeah, really was sweet, and they actually, like, they, like, hu- did they hug, right? Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, I missed you. And he's like, um, Mr. So-and-so can get his own dinner reservations or whatever. I'm needed here. And then so they give each other a hug. And then while they're hugging, Monk's like, I pay $900 a week. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not taking a pay cut, Mr. Monk. What is wrong with you? And he's like, well, you shouldn't have quit. And she's like, oh, you make me so mad. Yeah, she was making millions. It was so, it was so funny. Like, oh, you make me so mad. And then he's like, the captain said I was a surprise out here. Where is it? And she's like, it's me. I'm the surprise. What did you think it was? He's like, I don't know. I thought I might be Joey Heatherton. <laughs> like, you thought Joey Heatherton was out here. You're like, what? I just thought maybe. And then they walk out, and then he kind of peeks his head back in to see <laughs> she's there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so cute. I love it. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> oh, actually, before we move on, I have a, I have a transitional question, which I feel like we already kind of talked about, but I just had it starred here for... Switching in from like to dislike, what do we think of Monk quitting? Just overarching, like, like or dislike? Do we like that it goes back to normal? Or do we dislike that he quit? Or what's the in-between of that? I did not. 
You did not? It was lackluster. And they made a whole episode about it, and I thought it was going to be... Which, it would have been a weird last two episodes. Admittingly, I was like, how are they going to do that? But then it was like, I'm not happy. And I was like, oh, God. And Monk doesn't win in the end. He goes home to sulk or brood, and he can't figure out which one. Really? That's I, true. Like, that's true, yeah. Natalie is like the pick-me-up. And then, yeah. so that's why he's like, I thought I was going to be Joey Heatherton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I put yay to quitting, but nay to the buildup. To me, it's like the million dollars thing. Natalie can't win the million dollars or she quits. Monk can't win the million dollars or the show's over kind of thing. So it's like Monk can't actually get his badge back and change all of this stuff up so much because then the show changes. So you, so I like that he quit because I want things to be back to normal, but nay to the buildup because, again, we've been waiting all this time. Like, I don't know. They could have given his badge back in the end, and then we could have just been left with that, but they kind of took it away. Yeah. So. They didn't even, like, take it away. Like, it was open for, like, suggestion. It was like Monk doesn't even want it, which was, it was better than them taking it. Oh, for sure. They could have. I mean, if they would have let, like, Oh, he's stacking the papers, and now he's stacking papers while the criminal's getting away, and he misfires his gun and does all this. Like, that could have been way, way, way worse. They I, they would have never done that, but they could have done something like that, and you would have been like, really? That's why? Like, it's not on his own terms. It's yeah. these little tiny things that are building up. Like, everybody's annoyed with him. He's too OCD. He's too indecisive. Blah, blah, blah. But they didn't do that, so that's a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah. You know what? They could have done... An entire another scene, like we were saying, like the whole cake thing, how they finished the cake, or like maybe a different party. It was just the party twice. They could have done the opening scene, wherever they're she's like they're like both like getting ready for work or whatever, and Monk's like, "I'm so excited, I'm so excited," and he was like, "And they, but they leave together. That way they're both you know, mm-hmm. unreinstated. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah." They would ride off into the sunset together. And, like, whatever they, like, whatever he, like, turns around to, like, talk to her or whatever, like, I'm going to miss you. He, instead, she's, he's like, wait, you coming? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, so that would have been cute. Okay, I actually really liked that. I was, it was making me think of a dislike that I actually wrote um, about Natalie. And it was that the fact that they... I like that Natalie's like, well, we're friends. We'll talk on the phone. We'll talk about this and that, whatever. And then when they actually talk on the phone, it's really awkward I and know. sad. I was so sad. And I was like, this is, for one, that crushes the whole like, oh, Monk and Natalie have such great chemistry. Like, they yeah. could end up together. Eh. Like, yeah. no. Um, and then the fact that like, it makes you think like, w- if they ever do separate, if they ever, if she ever does quit, like, that's the relationship that they'll have is... Not really one. Like, oh, we actually were only friends because we worked together. Which to me is like, it sounds sad, but it's also super realistic. Because mm-hmm. in normal circumstances, those two would never hang out. They would never have met. They would never be together. They would never be just casual friends. Again, I know that sounds sad, but like, it's just not realistic. Yeah. So, but you also would hope that their relationship was a little bit stronger after six years yeah 
that they would be able to talk to each other on the phone that and not be super sucks. cringy. So I put that, that as a dislike. That was such a bad scene. Yeah, I put that as a dislike for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, my next dislike, I have a lot of dislikes, I feel like. Okay. I, um, I felt that way too. Go ahead. So this is the one where, that I thought was a like, but it actually wasn't. Why can't I just write it in a log book? Do you remember that scene? Yes. Where Monk gets his new computer and he's like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. He's like, why can't I write it in a log book? And the guy's like, what's a log book? You don't know what a log book is? <laughs> That's pretty self-explanatory. Log books are like sixth grade science class. It's a book where you log things. <laughs> I know. Like, I can't write this down instead of typing it. I thought he was like gonna take calls on his computer, you know, like tech support or whatever. But like... It's like nine one one, and then he picks up a phone. You know, in the movies when they're like, are like the nine one one dispatch line. Mm-hmm. It's never they pick up a phone, and that because that'd be why they were using the computer. But instead, he's using it to write stuff down. I would just, mm. I would say, why not just put it on the headset or whatever? Oh, uh, uh, okay, I get what you're saying. I, I think it's because there's a difference between dispatch and a tip line, because like dispatch. I think you still have to type in information, like, because you have to send it out to the police officer. So you're yeah. like, 911, it's your emergency. Oh, yeah, I'm at the corner of blah, 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 blah. They start typing the address. And they're like, okay, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. And what's going on? Okay, and then they're typing, typing, typing. And then this one was, I mean, I guess it, I guess it was similar. Because he's like, what's, 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 what's it? <laughs> Hello, this is Detective Adrian Monk. I'm wearing a headset. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> what does he ask him first he's What's... like i who uh oh what are you calling for something i have a tip about the pickaxe killer and he's like okay hold please and he's like <laughs> t i where's the p where's the p and he's like oh my gosh okay okay there it is he clicks the p and he's like unholding he's like and um is the suspect male or female he's like male hold please <laughs> and he's like okay M for male. <laughs> and he's like, unhold. He's like, okay, and what's the suspect's name? He's like, his name is Brian. Okay, hold, please. But don't put me on hold. And clicks the button. And then that's when everything goes. Well, that scene was really funny. I thought it but... was like an actual thing. Why? Wait, wait so that... what do you mean? What was your question again? Or your confusion? Um, That, why wasn't the, like, f- the first of all, the guy didn't know what a logbook was. Yeah. And second of all, like, did he need to, uh, what's it called, like, put it on a computer and or why didn't they just put oh, the phone oh, on oh, the computer? Oh. It seemed unnecessary. Yeah, I guess I just don't really know how it works. I just, I, I'm compiling my information from other TV shows. Like, <laughs> he's putting, he has to, that is his log book is he has to put it down in the computer. He can't just write it down because they don't use that anymore. Because that was like 12 years ago. I don't know. It's a logbook. But, but yeah, the logbook doesn't make any sense. You're like, I mean, I guess just in the context of, what do you mean logbook? Like, we use the computer. Like, what's a logbook? Yeah. Like, I know what a logbook is, but not to put down tips, like a police stuff. Like, maybe he used it in sixth grade science, but not <laughs> at his job. So he's like, what are you talking about? I don't know. Could you imagine if you were the guy who did the tip lines for, like, Monk? You'd have a different tip line, like, every day. It's like... Hmm, I won't, like, imagine never being able to get a tip because Monk always solves it before that. Oh. <laughs> Nothing interesting would ever happen. That would suck. Yeah, that's what I always think about, like, 
are there any other detectives? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Yeah, and then they're like, oh, you're just mad because we didn't solve this one with your help, whatever. And you're like, yeah, so it took like 50 of you guys to arrest the guy, <laughs> parade him down the hallway. I'll take the credit for it. After what guy saw him. <laughs> when, after Yeah, exactly. After a witness called yeah. in a tip about seeing a pickaxe <laughs> in someone's like car. the easiest thing to connect. Like, literally, the police, I, I, we know the police officer actually did solve it, but it's like, he also literally just saw a pickaxe in the guy's car yeah. and wrote down his license plate, and that's how the pickaxe killer was yeah. caught. His pickaxe was showing. Yeah. Like, what? Exactly. <laughs> Why would you ever put your pickaxe in the light of day so if you were killing people? With it? I, did, I just thought of that as we were discussing that. Oh my god, I saw a pickaxe in his... Yeah, and then really, you couldn't have not said you were on the seventh floor of a building. Yeah, I was just leaving. I was just on the bottom floor when I noticed there was a pickaxe in this guy's car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I was on the seventh floor of a skyscraper. Do you know how tall that is? And then I saw his license plate. None of the officers were smart enough to be like, that's impossible. Yeah, and Monk was like, Monk's first thing was... I was there at 2.30 and the sun was blinding like in my eyes. And then I also couldn't see because it was really far away. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I'd go with the far away thing. It could have been cloudy that day. I know, yeah. But you can't see a tiny license plate that far away. Tiny's license plate, tiny pickaxe. Tiny pickaxe, <laughs> You yeah. have to notice the tiny pickaxe. And, and then, then the, the license, license plate. plate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. My first dislike was Monk fails at his first job on the phones. Yeah. Which we just discussed. And then he shuffles the papers. Day one. Second one. He's tick, 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 tick. Yeah. And he's like, just, pa- just pass one back. Just pass one back. And then he keeps doing it. And then he's like, there's five. What do you say? There's five victims. And then Stottlemyre's like, well, by now there's probably six. Because my laugh is. I was like, Whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dislike. Um. We already talked about this kind of too, is that Monk's fan is the dirty cop, but he actually didn't turn out to be. But what I also really disliked was Monk asking the widow questions at the wake. I was so it's like How they literally told Monk, like, lay off. He's a brother in blue. You can't do this. You can't do this. You're going to go to his wife Ugh. at the freaking funeral wake yeah. thing and be like, Oh, yeah, I was just wondering, you guys were on vacation, right? To the Cayman Islands. Do you have any other, like, offshore bank accounts? <laughs> what are you saying? Was he doing anything fishy before he died? Like, don't ask. Yeah, that. and then and then the, who is it? His partner, like, pushes him up against the bookcase or whatever. And then Stottlemyre comes in and he's like, let me show you something outside. And he's like, what? And he's like, it's you not getting beat up. And he's like, I'd like to see that. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. How is Natalie going to be it? That was me at the very beginning of the episode. How the heck is Natalie going to be in this episode? That was my biggest concern. Like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was scared. Because yeah. they were like, bye, I'm going to miss you. And then I guess it was weird because I did actually cut to her. And then she had her own scene. And then you're like, what the heck? This is weird. <laughs> yeah. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Ugh. Okay. I can I can go with another one, I guess. Um, Random cat lady. Mm-hmm. I said this earlier. It was, uh, why? We did not need this at all. There's a plot hole that goes along with this, but wh- the joke wasn't even that funny. Or it was like, oh, is it another cat? And then it was like a dude. It was like, yeah, she said it was a dude. 
That's what's the funny part about that? I mean, I didn't think it was, but it wasn't funny enough to like for that scene. And then my dislike about that was that I thought the cat story would somehow be related, like because it was so like random and silly that I thought it would be like her obviously him going to her apartment and seeing across the street was related, and that helped him solve the case a lot. Yeah. Like that was his premise of, oh, he couldn't he couldn't see from there. He's dirty, whatever. So that whole thing but going back to the place was unnecessary mm-hmm. because that didn't like the second scene was unnecessary they could have just left it at you thought it was a person it ended up being a cat monk it helps monk solve something there you go they didn't have to go back mm. and do it that's what i think mm. that's that's just what i think about that i i don't know i i thought it could have been better if monk was actively trying to figure out the case and him being like, I'm on my lunch break. I'm going to go check out the skyscraper right now. And then him and Natalie could have ate lunch together. Aww. That would have been cute. That would have been cute. And then she would have been like, I, Mr. Monk, I thought we were going to eat lunch. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But first we got to go look at this. Aww. Whatever or something. And then they were like back together for a second. That would have been so cute. And then she could have realized like organically, like, yeah, this is so much more fun than making dinner reservations or whatever. But, oh my god, we should write the show. I know. We should write the... What are we even doing with what, our lives? Why did they need Stupid to put podcast. Brooke Adams in this? What the heck? Yeah, I mean, I liked her. I liked her, but like... She was a good... She did it good, too. She, like, she she was good at acting, but like... Not a good... Um, Como se dice... Uh, premise for her character. Yeah. Yeah. Super random. Yeah. Um, I also put bad CGI alert. We had Natalie's office. Oh, yeah. With the big... What, it's not the Space Needle. That's Seattle. I don't even know what that building is called. I think it's a bank or something. I think that's just a building. <laughs> it's a big, like, stick in the ground. It's a big, you know, scrapes the sky a little bit. <laughs> um, and then the other one's the scaffolding. Whenever they zoom away, they're on the scaffolding and they zoom away from it. I, I would near invade it. It's, su- it's super CGI. Like, it's war- it's way worse. And then they have the stunt double. Oh, Monk with, with the, the shirt up. With the fro. His shirt is up, and then in, one, in the next scene, his shirt is tucked. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good catch. I didn't catch that. I just saw the, the guy with the monk fro on yeah. it, on him. Yeah. So I have the CGI catch, and then I also had Monk gets moved to a different, like, department or, like, whatever. I, I don't really understand, because I, I don't understand the logistics of how the police department works. I thought that the captain... Was the like the captain for the homicide division, but I guess maybe there's people under him. I thought they called the his other guy a captain too. They're both sergeants, no? Sergeant, Sergeant is way under. They were detectives. No, I, I, oh, I saw the okay, credits. Okay. One was a detective, and the other one wasn't. It's a detective. The big, the big guy. Detective, sergeant, whatever, and then one was just sergeant, whatever. Okay. See, I don't. I don't know how it works. But I thought that Stottlemyre was the captain of the homicide division so that no matter what, technically, Monk is working for the captain. It's just, I guess he's just not working with the captain. Whereas, like, when he's the consultant, Stottlemyre is like, hey, Monk, you're going to do what I'm doing today. Whereas when they're not doing that, you're like, hey, you actually work with this guy. So you have all of his cases. My cases are my cases. And yeah. I can't call upon you anymore. It's not like that. You work yeah. over there. 
There's like procedure. Protocol or whatever. Like, but what's protocol about that? If you're the boss of the whole homicide squad, why couldn't you have Monk on your team? What, you know what so I mean? So they just have like their teams in like the same room? That's what I don't know. I yeah. don't get it. Because it's like, here's your it. old desk. But he used to work for Stottlemyre. And he's on the phones. He's on the phones. Then I guess he they used just to work for Stottlemyre. Take that phone away from him. Stottlemyre's case. And still his office. Still his desk. Still his office. I'm guessing that's like Stottlemyre's little team in there. How have I never seen that corner? And. Well, that's what I put. I, I, I don't know if I put it in plot holes, but I talked it out with Toby. And he was like, I don't think they were making it seem like that. I thought every single room looked like the normal headquarters room, like where they do everything, like Mm -hmm. where Randy's desk is. They made Monk look like it was in the same room as Randy's desk. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, no, I guess the walls are different. Because when Stottlemyre's like standing in front of his desk, he makes it look like that's his office right next to him. And it's not supposed to be. I don't think. So that's what you were saying. Like, he looks like he's in like Stottlemyre's team area, but Mm -hmm. I think that's a totally different room. So he never worked for Stottlemyre? That's what, yeah. But he didn't. I have no clue. I have no clue. This opens up a whole can of plot holes. Yeah, exactly. Not so fun plot and holes. So, and so my my dislike was that they moved him, you know, departments or at least away from Leland or whatever. And that's part of why he dislikes it. Yeah. Because if he was still working mm. under Stottlemyre, what would be for him to not like? Yeah. Because Stottlemyre would have let him investigate the dirty cop. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have had... He would have worked with somebody. He could have rode around with Randy or something. I don't know. I don't know. That was just one of mine. Do you have any more dislikes? I do. Okay. The one time... The one time Monk's on the force and he isn't out there on the field. This is more of a plot hole, but... And he isn't on the case. There's a $500,000 reward. The one time. The one time where they need some money to be there. And Monk isn't working on the case. That's funny. I didn't think about that. That's a good plot hole. It's just, yeah, am I wrong? That's a really good plot hole. That's funny. Yeah. Because then Natalie would have been like, screw this office job. We're going to find (laughs) that money. And it would have been like the big reward all over again. I know. Hmm. Interesting. But they never once... Like, as soon as Monk isn't there to solve the case. But that's the thing. It's, like, his first day. And the guy has apparently been a big thing for months. Or a month. or And, and Monk hasn't solved it thus far. <clears throat> yeah. And he's never it, been on the case in general. No one's given this case to Monk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good plot hole. That's a good plot hole. I was going to say you could debunk the other plot hole, though. Because... Remember the big reward was given by the museum, the museum yeah. not the police. <clears throat> That's why the police officer wasn't eligible because it, the reward, I think, was from the police. Mm-hmm. I think. I but, don't know. Or because if it's police, then you're just straight up doing your job. Which yeah. is why he was a bad cop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last one is, oh, this is really a dislike. I don't know why I wrote this. But I put Monk was happy all along, question mark. Like, we were watching Monk be happy all along. Like, this was him being happy. But then I put relatable. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like, you're like, oh, man, life could be better. Life could be better. And then you think, like, oh, this would make life better. And you're like, dang it. 
I was happy before. <laughs> like this, that was the better. Dang. Yeah. So I put relatable. Um, but my last, last thing, which I can't really fault them for because I got it in, in the last episode. So I'm happy. But I just put it was lacking the gang action. It was it was lacking gang some gang. Randy funny quotes. Um, Stottlemyre, I feel like, is the most that we saw. But I'm not mad. I'm not particularly mad. They, they did have an, a Randy joke in there. What was it about the pickaxe killer? Mm. Was he it? wanted to rename the gold rush killer. He's like, no, no, no. And he's like, well, they use pickaxes in the gold rush. And he's like, Randy, let it go. <laughs> yeah, that was the only, I think that was the only Randy joke there was. Yeah. So, but, okay, that, that dislikes wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought I had more than that, but it's okay. Mm. He's, he's the, the guy. guy. Okay, Noah, do you have anyone? I do, I do, I do. What? You do? Okay, cool. Um, Brooke Adams. Oh, yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah. She was on this episode. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Last week, we had Michael Shalhoub. Yeah. And this week, we have Tony. Oh. And Brooke Adams. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought it was cool that I think they're trying to squeeze in a bunch of Monk's... Uh, family. Monk family. Yeah. Give him all some some paychecks, I guess. Before he doesn't have a job anymore. I know. That's so sad. Honestly, that's kind of genius, though. Like, I'm an actor. You get paid for being acting. You you get paid for acting, but you don't even have to be, like, that good at acting to be on Monk. You just, like, I mean, Natalie in her first few seasons, am I right? <laughs> so you could just go out there if you're, like, related. If Mike, if Tony, shot, like, if Tony likes you, then he can just be like, I hear your job. That's yeah. sick. Brooke, Brooke's making some bucks. Yeah, honestly, I, she's been she, out like she, five times. I mean, TVH, she probably didn't even get paid. Oh yeah, for any true. appearance, I would I would assume that she didn't get. paid. I'm assuming that they just like her, and they just like like putting her in there. Yeah, that that's what I would assume. I would assume that if it was. She got paid then. They probably wrote her. the roles for her and not even like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I also had Brooke Adams, of course. This is her last appearance. That I I believe is her last appearance. I don't think she's in the finale. Spoiler. But so, so far she's played Lee Harrison in Mr. Muck in the Airplane. That was in season one. She played Abigail Carlisle in Mr. Muck and the Kid. That was in season three. She played Sheriff Maggie Butterfield in Mr. Muck Visits the Farm. I think that was season five, maybe. Um, And then she played uh, Leigh Harrison again in Mr. Muck in the 100th Case, where Mm -hmm. she comes back as an alcoholic. (laughs) Because <laughs> he drove her to alcoholism. <laughs> and then this episode, she played Edith Capriani, the crazy cat lady, and Mr. Muck and the Badge. And then I was looking up her credits, and she was on an episode of Frasier as a voice when she, you know, he always has people call in or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, really? And so I watched it. It didn't, to me, it didn't sound anything like her. Oh. But she like calls in and she's like, oh, I just wanted to call in because I feel homesick because I'm from Wisconsin. And Roz, the producer, like, oh my God, I'm from Wisconsin. She's like, oh, you are? What part are you from? And she's like, I'm from this part. Oh my gosh, me too. I have cousins there. Do you know them? Yes. Oh my gosh. And then they're like, and Frazier's just sitting there like, okay, tune in next time for the Cheese Chronicles or something like, (laughs) something silly like that because... They just talk about Wisconsin for a few minutes, so. <laughs> but it didn't sound like her at all, but I thought it was strange. Because also, Tony Shalhoub was on an episode of Frasier also. 
He plays. I, have we ever talked about this? Just, just really quick. So they do a, a one of those like study group, like control groups, where they try to figure out what's good about your show and what's bad. It's like a test group. Mm. So they have this group of people, and Roz and Frazier are sitting behind the window, and they're like, "Don't worry, the producers like they're not here. They can't hear you. Nobody can hear you, but they're lying to them." So yeah. there's this whole. I don't know what I'm... It's called a test group or something like that, right? focus group. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Focus group. (laughs) It's probably called focus group, honestly. (laughs) That's probably what the episode's called. Um, And Tony Shalhoub is in it. He has an accent. He's like Ukraine or Russian or something like that. Yeah, so he has a little bit of an accent. And everyone's like, I really liked uh, the Dr. Crane guy. He was really cool. And like, in Roz, she sounds so like sophisticated. I love it. And like, yeah. And then they're like, okay, what about you? And he's like, I don't like him. And he's like... (laughs) They're like, what? Why? You're crazy. He's awesome. And he's like, I don't know. I just don't like him. And they're like, okay, well, we all loved him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Frazier can't let it go that this guy doesn't like him. So he ends up like going to his newsstand because he owns a newsstand. Uh And then he's like bothering him, asking him why he doesn't like him. And he's like, you're just annoying. And he's like, what? And then so this like chaos ensues. Frazier ends up like burning down his newsstand somehow. And like it's on fire or so. It's crazy, but... Yeah, that was, Tony Shalhoub was on there, and I was like, I, I realized Brooke Adams was on, and then I was like, oh my gosh, Tony Shalhoub was on here too. Duh. But I don't know if that's the reason that she got the job again, but. Whoa. Yeah, I don't that know. That sounds like a really funny episode. Yeah, it's, it's cute. He's like, I don't know, I just don't like him. <laughs> and Frasier cannot let it go, so it's funny. <laughs> but I do have some other people. I have Jack McGee, who played Danny Weaver, who is the heavier set guy, who's his boss now, right? He was on an episode of 911. This is us, Will and Grace, Grandfather, Lie to Me, Veronica Mars, Malcolm in the Middle, and Roseanne. I didn't. I don't remember him being specifically in any of those, but that's just what I jotted down because I'm like, well, of course I recognize him because he's in all these shows I've watched, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also have Chris McGarry who played Lewis Doyle, who's his partner in the episode, who becomes his partner, right? Um, he was in five episodes of The Fosters. I believe it said he was a police officer on that one. So I was like, that's what I recognized him from. He was also on Medium, Lie to Me, and 24. And then Mark Harelick, who played, um, how do you pronounce his name? Mikhail Alvanov or something? The the killer, the murderer. Uh, he had a weird name. Mikhail. Mikhail Almanov. Okay, there you go. He was on a bunch of stuff. How to Get Away with Murder, Kimmy Schmidt, which we just talked about, Scandal, oh, Lie to Me, Cheers, Wings, Cheers. which which was Frasier's show and Tony Shalhoub's show, uh, Medium, Numbers, an episode of House. And what I recognized him from was from Will and Grace, which I just like rewatched recently, you guys know. There's a few episodes where Jack is, you know, he's the... You saw, we watched Will and Grace together mm-hmm. the other day. He works at a gay tv network and this guy is his boss and so but they're everyone is straight there except for jack he jack's like the only gay one okay and so they always ask him for like his ideas and opinions and stuff and so yeah it's 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 a good i love that storyline actually because jack has like a little share doll on his like desk and everything and it's funny but anyway so and then i recognize him he's topanga's dad on boy meets world there's like the whole storyline where her, her parents are getting divorced and he's on there. Because they like barely show her parents ever. And I think her dad's played by like two or three different actors. And he's one of them. But he's on there more, I think, than anyone else because he's on there when they're like getting divorced. And Topanga has this big like blow up about it. Like, I can't believe my parents are getting divorced or whatever. And we're like, whatever. It's not even your real dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyways, that's what I recognize him from. Um, and then that's actually is my last uh, guy. But I recognized, I, I realized that there was a lot of names, like even the names I didn't mention, there was a ton of people who were on Scandal. A lot of them were on the show Numbers, Lie to Me, and The Unit, which was an army show. I watched like the first season and I couldn't get into it, but I knew what it was. And so I re- I like realized like The Unit, The Unit, The Unit, The Unit. And I was like, that's a weird connection. And then of course, 24. There was pe- people from 24. So a lot of the same actors Good tying together. Huge. But that is actually it for He's the Guy. That was it. That was a quick and easy one. Yay. <laughs> Junk time. Welcome back to my favorite time and yours on the show where we only have three more junk times left. I have scraped my chia seed pudding. I licked it clean. so much peanut butter. Yeah, you definitely have just a giant, let me see. Glop of peanut butter. On the oh my God. Barely, only at the bottom. What? There's so many chia seeds in here. You're going to have the rest. I'm done. Okay, oh. then let me ask the question. If you could be anyone's assistant, whose assistant would you be? Michael Jackson. It'd be pretty easy, you know. He doesn't do much. He's dead. But I, shh, I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was tasteful. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, I don't even know. Joel McHale. He's my favorite actor. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's that's kind of like the easiest, like, answer. Like, my favorite actor. Who did I see Joel? Well, I saw Joel McHale on something. And I was like, oh, we should wait for Noah. Big and, Willis. And Toby was like, no. Running wild. It was one of those celebrity shows. Oh, he was on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. What the heck? You didn't wait for me? I wanted to, but Toby said no. I don't remember that, Toby. We were on a roll. We watched them all. Wow. You couldn't have skipped one? What the heck? John McHale's my favorite. He has, he has card sharks. He was on Community. What else was he? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I won't tell you how much you want or anything. So how about who's that? Who's your assist assistee? Assistant? <laughs> assisted. Assisted. Mm, that makes sense. Okay, I got you. I got you. You're the assistant. I would think like I know I I feel like it obviously would be more fun to be like a single celebrity's assistant. But also you'd be more exposed to more celebrities if you were like like this guy, like a record. record executive or somebody like that who's in the industry more. Oh, um, yeah, you could be like a director's Oh, my God. Assistant you could or be like, like a casting. Anthony Russo's assistant. I don't know who that is. He met Joe McHale. <laughs> <laughs> he met Joe McHale. So instead of me, you just want to be with the guy that met Joe McHale. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if I get to go through it, like, you got to go through their career with them as their assistant. That's what I feel like this is. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is because the, celebrity, you know the Russo well, well, celebrities hang out with other celebrities. So, like, even if you were Joel McHale's assistant, you'd get to hang out with his celebrity friends. So, it's like, what but... What are, though? What are... But are his... Do, would you rather hang out with his celebrity friends, or would you rather hang out with just, like, that's all true. the celebrity... Like, the huge, like, the biggest ones, and you're like, oh, yeah, he was rude, or he was not... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing too is like I'm sure they do dish, but like I feel like being a celebrity's assistant, it would be less like talking crap about your celebrity friends. But like if you were, like I said, uh, say a director's assistant or a record executive's assistant, they'd be like, oh yeah, he's a total tool. Mm-hmm. Just prepare yourself. He's you know he's a jerk. 
you know, or like, oh, don't, he's, he's so nice. Like, you don't believe he's like the nicest celebrity ever. And you're like, okay, cool. You know, or it's like, if it's your, your boss's friends, their actual friends, you're like, oh God, I have to deal with this jerk. At, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be mm-hmm. just a different feel. Oh, 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 like on the circle. Yeah. Or that girl was like legit Lance Bass's assistant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, they're actually like friends because they're so close. And you're like, oh yeah, like I know the celebrity. Mm. Like that's cool too. So. Yeah. I still do think it would be cool to maybe be like less niche of like where somebody you, you meet all the kinds of people. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, no, you know what? I'm thinking about Drama Kale. I wouldn't want to be the Rooster Brothers because I'm pretty sure they're not super funny. Like, I would rather be a Drama Kale. <laughs> like, because they're like, they're like talented and stuff. They like are good at directing. Like, they ever directed Avengers, like all the Avengers movies, Endgame, Infinity War, highest grossing film of all time, and Community. <laughs> of course. Um, but, like, I don't know. I feel like they're not, they're just really good at filming and not good at like, you know, talking, whatever. So I'd rather just be friends with Joel McHale. It'd be sick. If, if I wanted to be one of those people that was like, well, if I could be so-and-so's assistant, it could launch my career. Maybe I could be Joanna Gaines' assistant. Oh. And she's in Waco. She's in Waco. You're in so Waco. That'd be close. Almost Waco. Close to Waco. We're like two hours, one hour from Waco. Three hours, four hours. No, we're really we close to Waco. We are in South America, so that'd be anyway, 15 hours. So, <laughs> anyway, so she's actually super close. She doesn't do a lot of outside gigs, mm-hmm. and then I could be there with her and doing her Magnolia thing and helping her with her opening of her blah, 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 and her cooking show. Okay, I'm so excited. This would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I have my answer, guys. It's Joanna Gaines. <laughs> I would want to be Joanna Gaines' assistant. I mean, and then we'd be, it, like, chilling on the farm. And also, yeah. That I, would be sick. Because like, Joanna Gaines is so, like, low maintenance. Yeah. You, you'd barely be have to, like, assist her. Just, like, I don't know. But you know she's a total boss. So She wants to make breakfast. No, Joanna Gaines is everything She's going to make me breakfast. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. She's going to make me breakfast. Like, Joanna, I'm halfway through your first book. <laughs> Love it. Making all the things. That is so we should funny. figure. We should make a recipe for our final shows. Show junk shows. monk. I haven't made a recipe in so long because I've been paleo. You made a recipe? I haven't. I haven't made a Joanna Gaines recipe in a long time because uh, I've been paleo. Uh, yeah. See. She should have get some, on that. some paleo stuff. I know, right? That'd be sick. It won't taste good though. <laughs> it won't be with two sticks of butter and cream and heavy mm-hmm. cream and whipping cream and <laughs> all the creams. Um, okay, my next question is what band would you want to have lunch with if you were that guy's assistant? I can only think of one band currently and I, I know who you're going to say, mm-hmm. obviously, but <laughs> but I would say Gorillas because they're not real. Do you know oh, who Gorillas are? You yeah. know Gorillas. Mm-hmm. They're like the the animated, the animated thing, yeah. yeah. I think that's really funny. <laughs> and I, I mean, it'd be cooler to... I mean, they're not real, but like... If they were, mm-hmm. I would have breakfast or whatever it was, lunch with them. Yeah. That'd be sick. Anyways, I have no idea. 
You you go ahead. Talk about the okay. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. God, Noah. The Jonas Brothers are my jam. Um, no, but really, we also watched, because we were just watching game shows this weekend, and uh, they were on Hot Ones. This no, was they like, were not. Well, it was like a year ago or something. Yeah. It was one of his first or only, like, three-person. They, like, took down the most wings ever. They had, like, 40 wings or something. Oh, crap. But they just seemed like really cool guys. Mm-hmm. And I know someone that who has met them a few times, and he says that they're really cool and really nice. Mm-hmm. And I I won't tell the whole story because I don't know if like your parent patient confidentiality or not. Yeah, confidentiality. But I will say that I own something from the Jonas Brothers. Somebody I know. They're not gonna see this. <laughs> I know, but I won't say what it is or whatever because that it would be. There's a tiny chance. Okay. There's a tiny chance, but something they basically like had access to one of their items, so they got it and they gave it to me. Not like stole. That'd not, be weird. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say. I would say there would have been a plethora of these things. It's like, like the for guy, example, it'd be the like their fruit the, or something. It's like the guy like with the head of Mark's wipes. It's pretty much exactly like the wipes thing. Like exactly. Like you have a bunch of wipes, you touched it, it was yours. I now have it. <laughs> that is it. I not can't like, tell you. Not like his phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's something I like. I grabbed his car key. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when it was breaking news that someone was texting all the Jonas Brothers contacts? That was me. <laughs> no, yeah, it was something very very small but i have it and i love it it's my prized possession so sorry i can't tell you guys what it is but yeah so that was that would obviously be the band that i would want to have lunch with but i also hear they're good guys i i don't know like if i would want to have lunch with somebody that i had like you know a a reputation of like a slight inkling that they wouldn't be who i like thought they were gonna be Mm -hmm. i feel like the jonas brothers would be cool guys also, did we ever talk about how there was like a bidding thing going on? Like Tony Shalhoub was having like a a lunch, like bid on a, a day so. lunch with Tony Shalhoub. And uh, Denise from Tony Shalhoub Daily was like, I need someone to go in on this with me. Because it was like a lunch for three people. Mm-hmm. And so the I think like the, I don't know if the winning bid, but last time I saw was it was $3,000. I mean, but, like, I don't know. Honestly, if I was a celebrity, I would totally do those things. Like cameo. But it's like, yeah. you pay me a hundred bucks, so I say happy birthday to you. Yeah. Like, I would totally cash in on that. That's I love how people have different tiers. Like, some of them are like 20 bucks, 50 yeah. bucks, $500. And yeah. It's like, yes, you are more famous than that person. Uh, yeah. But some people are like rude on that app. Thousand dollars. It's like, bro, what? <laughs> like, if I was famous, bro, I, I would do it like 20 bucks at the most. Because no one's like, well, it's more genuine if it's only 20 bucks. The thing is you would like sell out though. Like, because you'd be in such high demand because you would be that famous and you're giving shout outs yeah, for 20 bucks. Yeah, it depends how famous I am. If I'm Kanye West, I'm 40K. <laughs> and, it also, and it also does, uh, I agree with what you're saying, but it also makes it like less rare, right? Because if anybody can just get a shout out for 20 bucks, it's like, oh, you bought me this for my birthday? You spent $20 on my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, if it costs, like, 200 bucks, you're like, 200 bucks. I feel like, is a fair, like, decent price to be like, you spent 200 bucks on my birthday? Oh, that's so sweet of you. That's awesome. And I got, you know what I mean? Like, not that you are going to think of it in the price-wise, but when you figure out it's 20 bucks and everybody and their mom's got a shout-out from so-and-so, you're going to be like, well, yeah, because it was 20 bucks. So, mm-hmm. 
not a special. But yeah. I mean, let's not forget, we literally talked to a celebrity for like a whole hour and it was amazing. Was I thought of that earlier. You said, you mentioned it in Niagara Potty. You were like, oh yeah, Jason Gray, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we know him. <laughs> or at least we talked to him once. <laughs> we talked to him once. He knows and who we are. He knows who we are. He knows the podcast people. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our next thing, which is I honestly was slacking a little bit on watching the bonus features. It's so hard for me to remember because I don't watch it on DVD, right? I send you guys the DVDs. So, um, but I did watch on this disc that has this episode on it. They had a set tour and I jotted down some of the things. So they, it was this guy who honestly was like very, it was like, it was made in 2010 or 2009-ish, right? Before the show ended, I guess. And it was really like home camera like it was it was kind of cool but they were like making jokes he started it was i don't remember what his name was wow i'm really great at this i don't remember what the guy's name was but he was some type of assistant or something like that and he was like okay i'm gonna show you a, i'm gonna show you a set tour so they had like they showed their trailers they were like this is we're actually working on mr monk and sharona this week so Whoa. this big trailer right here is Biddy Shrams. Whoa. This big trailer right here is trailers, trailers, trailer. And then the last one here, the small one is Tony Shalhoub's. You know, he's kind of bitter about his trailer being so small. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't mind. The ladies have the bigger trailers or whatever. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> then it showed them in the cemetery scene with, you know, Sharona and Natalie go find Mr. Monk. And they showed like Trudy's gravestone. And they were like, how many times have we been to this cemetery? And they're like... As, like, Trudy's gravestone, like, three or four times. And then as just a cemetery, like, oh, wow, tons of times. And they're like, okay, well, that's a wrap on Trudy's grave. And so they, like, pick up the headstone because it's, like, fake. And it it was so cool. And then someone's like, oh, I'm taking this to my office or something like that. It was cool. And then um, they showed the – I wanted you to see this one, honestly. It was the golf course scene. And it shows – it's the entire thing is all the stunt double – people Mm -hmm. and so it shows like the fake sharona and the fake natalie on the golf cart and it shows her you know in real time shows the whole thing because he's just like holding the camera behind their cameras and so you see her like jump off and tackle the guy and then do their choreography where they're like oh and like the fake natalie with the really bad wig is there Uh just like standing there waiting and then she jumps on her and everything Uh it's so interesting it was so cool i was like this is crazy it was crazy cool and then they take a little tour of monk's apartment and they show the inside of his refrigerator and all the food in there is actual food, but it's all like dried food. Whoa. So it's all like, you know, dehydrated, I guess, or whatever, but it's all in like the Tupperware containers. And then he has a little chart of like food and he like shows up close of like green is like onions and brown is this. And it was really cool. So they showed the fridge. Um, and then on the outside of Monk's apartment, whenever you exit, you know how we always were like, how does that really work? There's literally like, I don't know if I can explain this. So you like, you have Monk's umbrellas on the left-hand side, right? Mm-hmm. You open his door. Immediately to the left, like immediately, there's another apartment door. Like his apartment's like 2G. Immediately right next to it is 2E. Whoa. Yeah. And I was like. That has never been explained or shown ever. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think he, I don't know if he said he'd never seen this before, but that's what's right there or something like that. But they showed like the inside of his shower and it had a bunch of like sheets and stuff in it. And he's like, yeah, I don't think we've ever shown this shower in the history of the show. So I guess there's some sheets in there Whoa. and it showed like his faucet and it showed like all his shampoos and conditioners 
were all like even and labeled and everything, which is like stuff you never even see, but it's there. It's like super cool because oh it just god. stays that way all the oh time. Oh my god, that is sick. Yeah, and then they showed the next one was Mr. Monk and the Best Man, and they showed the whole scene of whenever uh, Randy's playing the steel drums, <laughs> but it's all different camera angle. So it's like how we see it, like we see Randy and the the gifts are behind him, right? Well, this is like a onward thing. Like the gifts are on the left. Randy's right in front of you. And you see all the couples walking up the aisle. Because it's like not like it's a different camera angle. It's literally this guy's home camera. Mm -hmm. And he's filming it. And then you see Randy do the steel drums. And then you see the explosion. Because it's like a firecracker. Okay. And it's like, Pow! and it actually goes off. And then they scream. And then the camera kind of like turns toward them. And they're like, ah, screaming and doing their whole lines and everything. It's so cool. It's so interesting. And then apparently it was also Virginia Madsen's birthday. So they had footage of her with a big cake. The girl that plays TK. Mm. And so they, they have like a big cake. Then the chapel. Like, they just have a big cake for her. She's blowing out birthday candles. And like, oh, thanks, guys. And I was like, that's so cool. Because mm -hmm. she gets married on the, same, on the same week as her birthday. I was like, that's so cute. And then they showed like the beach wedding. And they're showing it, and then apparently they had to hide it so that fans couldn't see who was getting married and what was happening. So they have this huge heart on the beach and all this camera crew, but they have like this huge thing that's hiding it from everyone. And they're like, we want to keep it under wraps and blah, blah, blah. This is obviously the marriage of Captain Stottlemyre, so we don't want it to get out and everything. And then they had, they went into the editing room and they would talk to like the... Two, it was interesting. They had like two different people working on two different episodes. Mm -hmm. So that might be why like, you know, the editing is different on some because there's literally one guy editing uh, Mr. Monk and the dog and the other one was editing Mr. Monk and uh, goes camping or something. They were editing two different episodes and then they go into this other office and these two guys were the assistant of the main editor and they walk in and they were like, oh, and this is where, you know, he's editing. What are you editing? And he's like, oh, I'm working on Mr. Monk in the end part one. And they're like, what? He's like, oh, whoa, don't look at the screen. Don't look at the screen. And then so, but then it was funny. He told a story about how like Tony Shalhoub literally has input on every single episode. Like he goes into the editing room every episode and they discuss all the things. So I was like, wow, that's a lot of work. But he was saying that um, what like the very first time that Tony had ever come into his office like that, he was dressed as Monk because he was working. And so he, he was like, it was so strange because I was sitting there editing an episode and Monk is being all like particular and OCD about everything. And then Monk comes in to my <laughs> office and I'm like, oh God, he's about to be so OCD about this and like particular and everything. And he's like, but he wasn't, he was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> and we've been working together ever since, but it was just really funny because I was working with Monk and it was very strange, but very cool. So that was, um. It for my set tour. Wow, that was yeah. sick. But paint a picture for us. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I have some viewers' voices from Mr. Muck and the Badge. Of course, I posted this on Facebook. There were a lot of good ones, so I thought we would just kind of read this thread um, about people's thoughts on this episode. So we have William who says. I think it would have been better if a police psychologist was with him and explained what would be different before he officially rejoined as it may have prepared him for it better, especially as it was a totally different than he had envisioned. Also, although he'd been actively around the police as a consultant, he hadn't been shown any new technology and that may have benefited him to have additional training before being thrown in the deep end. 
That's what I was thinking, actually. Like, how good are you with a gun? Because you gotta be pretty skilled with a gun to be able to hold a gun. Like, to be able to, you know, here's your gun, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they took him into a firing range. Like, I would assume so. And also, though, Monk has literally used a gun, like, five times as many times as he's used a computer. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've seen him shoot a gun. He owns a gun. He does not own a computer. Mm-hmm. That one episode, Julie teaches him how to use the computer. So, but yeah. This is from Alice Buell, and she says, I found it ridiculous that they just sat him down at a desk with a computer and completely new phone equipment, assuming he knew how to use it. Everyone knew he'd been gone a long time. I just don't think that would ever happen. True. Yep. Agreed. They were, yeah, he was just like, all right, this is your computer. It has four t- terabytes of gigabytes of, of megabytes. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Oh, I do know what four terabytes means, but I was like, is that supposed to be impressive? Yeah. Like, you're just logging just calls. Like, Why do I need four terabytes <laughs> to put T-I-P? T-I-P-M. Um, ra- okay, so I got two short ones. Arlette Black says, one of my top five least favorites. Interesting. Cecile Batiste says... There are no Bad Monk episodes, so yes, I liked it. Carol Ware says, really should have been a two-part episode and Monk gave up his badge too easily. I agree. I was kind of toying with the idea of, what if at like, the beginning of season eight, he got his badge back and then sl- like slowly worked his way up to like what we're talking about? Like, wow, he's just too good. Like, you know, remember how, like, his boss was like, how many open cases do you have? And he's like, uh, like 17 or 19 or something. And he's like, well, get to work on those. It's like, but if those are homicide cases, Monk is going to solve them, like. Yeah. So, right? So, if you had started at season, or like, season eight, episode one, Mr. Monk and the Badge, maybe we could have seen the growth of that, like, through the season. And then we would be have established, like, Monk has this new job by the end. Instead of season eight, episode 14, Monk gets his badge. Monk doesn't have his badge. And that's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. So I liked that, Carol. It made me think on that one. And then you want to read the last one? Sure. Um, Judy McDonald says, I like any and all episodes with Brooke Adams. Crazy Cat Lady was her best. <laughs> no, 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 no. What was Sheriff, her best? Butter, oh, Butterfield. yes. Oh, absolutely. That is totally her best. She was the best. That That is her best. That's true. She was awesome. All right, guys. Well, um, by the time you're listening to this, we probably recorded the last ones. So you could still try to send in your viewer's voice. And maybe we'll read them on the last wrap-up or something. But um, I look forward to hearing what you guys think about the finale. Okay, let's move on. Plot holes. All right, Candace. Okay, Noah, do you have any plot holes? Mm, yep. Okay. I think I have like four. Quattro. I mean, there's a lot of plot holes in this. Yeah. So. Oh, I have one. <laughs> you have one? If I, um, we, well, honestly, we've talked about a lot of them. Oh, yeah. I already said the one about Monk and the $500,000 reward. The one time he isn't on the case. Oh, that, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the guy not knowing what a logbook is. Okay. Is. But that's pretty much all I've said yet. And I only have two more. Okay, so I'll do my callbacks. I got serious Mr. Monk and the Private Eye vibes 
whenever he's like, remember the scene where he's like being tortured and he's like calls Natalie because he's so bored and he's oh, like yeah. playing with the pencils and stuff. He did that in this episode and he plays with the sticky notes and he stacks up the pencils and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's like the same scene. So that's interesting. Um, and then Toby had a catch. So he actually found some timestamps. So good job, Toby. Whenever the guy on the murderer, he says, well, I was on the sixth floor and I was looking down at the license plate. He says sixth floor and that's at 14 minutes and 14 seconds. And then at 19 minutes and 38 seconds, when Monk goes to explain to his captain guy, he's like, I went to the seventh floor at 2.30 p.m. And Toby was like, wait, seventh floor? The guy said sixth floor. So he went back and looked and he fact checked it. So the guy says sixth floor and Monk says seventh floor. And that was like, well, and that was part of his basis too, is that like, it was too far away. And I was like, well, maybe because you went one floor up, Monk. (laughs) Maybe because you went one floor up. I mean, sixth floor still. No, I know. But (laughs) that was like his argument. Like, I went to the 25th floor. I couldn't see a thing. You're like, okay, we believe you, Monk. It was second floor, Monk. (laughs) It was two to five, not 25. Okay, this callback, okay, you're probably not going to be impressed because I did it in front of Toby and not you. But I go, I go, okay, Joey Heatherton. I've heard that name. Heard that name. Monk has said this before. Shh. They were standing in a park. Standing in a park. And my wheels were turning. Monk and the kid. And I was like, they're standing in a park and Mr. Monk joins a cult. And so I didn't know what reference it was, but then I played the episode and at the beginning they're in a park and they're explaining the girl died on the picnic table, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I remember. It's when Monk wants to join the cult and the captain says, Monk, you can't join a cult. You're the most gullible person I know. And Monk says, what? No, I'm not. And Stottlemyre says, yeah, I was talking to Joey Heatherton yesterday and she was telling me the same thing. And Monk's like, what? Joey Heatherton? He was, he was talking to Joey Heatherton. <laughs> and you're like, exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, bam. Toby was impressed because I was like, Never heard they that. were standing in a park. Never heard that name in my life. They were standing in a park. They were, I didn't know who it was. I had to look it up. It, it, she's a famous singer. singer from the 60s, 50s, 60s Country? or something. I don't think so. She looked more dressed like a Marilyn Monroe-y type, showgirl-y type. But yeah, I was like, dang. That was, what did I do last time? I was impressed with myself. Well, it was some crazy callback, and I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. You yes. always do that. Oh, 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 Spider Lake. I'm Sweetie Rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Toby listened to that episode. He was like, holy crap, you did it. And I was like, I know. My mind is like a file cabinet. It literally just like, and I was like, Joey Heatherton. And I was like, in the park. Monk joins a cult. I did have to watch it to think about what the joke was, yeah. but I figured it out, and I was like, oh my gosh, I am a genius. Okay. Joey Heatherton. Joey Heatherton. It's this famous singer. I don't know. Okay, what are your plot holes before I take any? Okay, so my two... Do, do you want me to do both of them? You can just do one. Okay. Why is Monk on the 911 line, emergency line? He's going to the crazy cat lady's house, which remember when I was like, there's a plot hole that goes with this crazy cat lady. Uh-huh. Why is he there? He's a detective. Detectives don't do that. That's okay. I paused it and I, me and Toby, I talked Toby's ear off because I was like, I don't get it. How do is blah, 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 blah. Because again, I went to back to my law and order knowledge and I was like, exactly. Detective Stabler and Benson. Guys, I haven't watched it in a long time. I know he's not on the show anymore, but that's the last time I watched it. <laughs> and they would go to these scenes, but they were all related to 
their crimes. Like, they were the special victims unit, so they worked with, like, sex crimes. So everyone they were interviewing was always about that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got assaulted. Oh, I did this and that. Like, they never went to go see crazy cat ladies. Exactly. Not- now, okay, what I will... The only thing that what I'll say is... Because I didn't know about it, so I didn't write it down. But whenever I was looking at the Monk Wiki, it was saying that Monk is taking a, a emergency calls with his partner. So, I mean, that that doesn't explain it because they basically just said what happened. But they were explaining it as, well, he they take emergency calls. But I don't get it. No. If someone out there no, is a police officer, if you know a police Candace, officer, Candace. It, please explain to us how and why a homicide detective who has 17 to 19 cases on his desk is going to see the crazy cat lady. If you could explain that to us. And, and I've seen the rookie. <laughs> okay. And I mean, I'm pretty sure. All of our expert accurate. opinions. It's, Go ahead. It seems accurate. It seems extremely accurate. Of course. Um, what was that supposed to be? It was No. Oh, what? You think you know? Oh, no, I'm saying... Of course. I No, I'm saying... No, I'm saying of course, because I watch oh. SVU, you watch The Rookie. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. This is anyways, our expert opinion. Anyways, The Rookie deals with this type of thing all the time, because he is a... Say with me now. Rookie. Rookie. Oh. Okay. Say with me now. Yeah. Rookie. Okay. okay, because he's not a detective... And the detect they, they have detectives on that show, right, but they're okay. not doing that. Yeah. They're solving cases like a detective, yeah. you know? Like, because there's field officers, like patrol. Toby said, wouldn't a beat cop be doing that? Don't know what that is. A, a beat cop is a regular cop. Like, that's what they call it, like, when you work the beat. Like, the you're you're out on the streets. That's like a street yeah, yeah. cop, but you're they call it a beat officer, cop. You're a patrol officer, and yeah. you, just, you patrol around the city, and they go, hey, beep boop pop boop we need you. I'm the the dispatcher lady. She's like dispatching you. She's like beep boop boop, boop number car ninety eight, which that's the car in super bad. Um, they're like car ninety eight. You got to go to this location, and so they go, and they're they're like there's a ten four there, you know. They don't go. All right, detectives, you're at your desk working. I want you to go to this crazy cat lady's place. Like no. Yeah. They, they would never use a detective for that. Plot convenience, plot armor, Brooke Monk did not need to be there. Yeah. I agree because I don't know how it works. I didn't write it down because I had no real evidence, but I'm glad that you pointed it out because I totally agree. Okay, my first real plot hole I think that I'm going to say is about his desk. For one, why did they have the same desk from him from that long ago? Yeah, that's weird. Why did they save it? I, I don't I get when they... they give it to someone else? Yeah. Why would you take away someone's desk and put it down? Like, was it your own personal desk? Because you need to take that home. <laughs> and then they show this up close thing of a nail. And I was like, wait, a nail? What? He has a nail on his desk? Yeah. And then he hangs Trudy's picture on it, it which is totally, on the... It totally looked like it was on his desk. Yeah. Well, it was on the wall. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, they left a hole in the wall for your Trudy picture from 12 years ago? So you're saying that your desk was in that exact same spot? 12 years ago? Yeah. That's what he's saying, right? He said that. He said that. It's it's like I never left. Monk would, Monk would definitely be like, whoa, this is out of order if it wasn't, so. Yeah. Right? But, right, so we're saying that that's the same exact desk, for sure, and then that he had the same exact nail because his desk was in the same exact spot. So no one used his desk and no one used his actual physical location in that room mm-hmm. for 12 years. 
That was just spot was wide open, just waiting for his desk. That's crazy. That just makes no sense. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it makes no sense. sense. Okay, okay, okay. We've talked about this. He would have totally been briefed on how to use the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. The murderer would never have gotten away with Monk's murder because everyone was watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> down below. No one would have believed that Monk would have went up on the scaffolding. So they would have known he dropped from the that guy's scaffolding. This murder just makes no sense. He's literally like, wait, so your partner doesn't even know you're here? And he's like, oh, you're supposed to meet me. And he's like, okay, then I'm going to murder you. And it's like, what explanation would you possibly have for a police officer to be dropped off of a scaffolding yeah. at like 25 stories up? I Someone run. obviously killed him. Who's the window washer? You are. Like, what kind of yeah. plan? And then he does, he takes so long that the police do show up and then there's a crowd and yeah. I was just like, this murder makes no sense. And he's still going. He's going all for it. He's like rocking it back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, capital murder. Yeah. He's no longer a police detective. Exactly. You know, he's no longer a consultant. He's actually a cop. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. That was stupid. I would have knocked him out and ran. Because apparently no one saw him knock him out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're so right. And then you're right. He wakes up on the scaffolding. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so right. That's funny. Toby was like, how did Monk not fall through the scaffolding? And then the guy falls through the scaffolding and then he like hangs there like passed out or whatever. I don't know. There was just a lot of plot holes about the whole scaffolding yeah. situation. Um, and then, oh, there was also a Mayflower truck in the end. Did you see no, the Mayflower truck? Yeah, it was sitting there. Uh, everyone's like looking down in the street and they just have a Mayflower truck. That's so weird. What? I wonder why they do that. That's so Mayflower's weird. Mayflower's real. Because, I, I, you know, how they have the fake brands, but Mayflower's a real brand. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. I think I only have... What? Okay, I have two more. One is mine, and then the other one is actually a viewer's voice, so I'll look it up in a sec. Mm-hmm. This one is... Um, so what doesn't make any sense is if Natalie quits to go work for whoever... Monk is good enough to not have an assistant anymore and he works on the force and he's perfectly fine. Why does he even need an assistant at all? Why does Natalie, when she's like, I'm needed here. I'm like, but why? If Monk is good enough to be on the police force. Someone there to watch him, I guess. Right. And that's, that's what you think is being needed. I'm just saying if, I guess. (laughs) If Monk is good enough to have a badge and have a gun, why does he need someone to hand him wipes? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's just that's just my point. That's now, if you true. changed it to like we're partners now, like what if he was like, what if he said at the end, I pay nine hundred dollars a week, and she says only if we're partners now, and he's like, what? And he's like, either that or pay me what you paid me before, and he's like, fine, we're partners, and she's like, okay. <laughs> Or so like Aww, something like that. That would have been cute. It would be kind of like your same thing of like, hey, you were ready to get out of here or whatever you said. You said it better, but it was when cool. they just redo the beginning scene, but instead he, of them saying goodbye, he's like, you ready? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. The last one is a viewer's voice. I actually thought of it. Honestly, I thought of it like the same time this person like submitted it. And I was like, oh, I'll give them credit. Okay. So, Thomas, good job. He says, the episode itself is all right, but I do wish they had explained why Monk was reinstated so soon after being rejected two episodes before. 
I was thinking that exact same thing. We're all taking credit from Thomas. <laughs> I thought of that too, Thomas. God, get on my level. No, but seriously, it's like Mr. Monk and the Badge, but it was also like, what was the other one? Called? Mr. Monk Goes Camping. It was Mr. two Monk episodes Goes Camping. Ago. So it was just like, you're not going to get reinstated. It's like, this morning we had a reinstatement hearing. Like, again. Why? Yeah. Because it was also two to one. Remember? Time, yeah. Against him. Two to one against him. So it it made little to no sense why it came out of nowhere like that. So. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Let's move on. How crazy was Monk this episode? Plus crazy moments. Okay, out of 10 what? Out of 10... Badge stabs. I thought of something like that. Like, yeah, ba- something like badge pins. St- yeah, I, could, I couldn't come up with it. Okay. So what'd you say? Ba- 10 badge? Badge sta- stabs. Badge stabs. Okay. I put out of 10 polished bullets... Okay, I like that Ooh. one. And then out of 10 former, former, former detectives. <laughs> okay, so some crazy moments. This is a reference to one. Natalie says, is this because he mopped up the blood at that crime scene? It was an accident or whatever. <laughs> so he did that. Okay. Oh, he pinches Natalie at the beginning. It's like, is this a dream? I think I'm dreaming. And, and he pinches her. And she's like, ow, what was that for? It's like, I thought you're supposed to pinch. You're supposed to pinch yourself. Ow, I don't know. I'm just pinching. I'm so excited. <laughs> of course, we have 70 years ago. Thomas Wolfe said you can't go home again. <laughs> um, we have him stacking the papers incessantly. We have Detective Monk. I'm wearing a headset. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're at the bar. And for one, he says, oh, this glass has a smudge on it. And then she's like, okay, I'll get you a new one. And the lady walks off and they're like, yep, that's a real woman right there. And Monk's like, yeah, you can tell. No Adam's apple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. He keeps picking up the shells and the guy's like, stop picking up the shells. And then he's like going on about him being a dirty cop or something. And he's like, hey, let it go. And he's like, okay, I'll let it go. And then he's like, okay, but I can't let it go. And he's like, Monk, I said, let it go. And he's like, all right, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) That was funny. And then he's a former, former detective. And then next is he's going to go home and brood or sulk. He's leaning towards brooding. He rearranges the fruit salad in the... Did you notice that? The, the, oh, the yeah, wake or whatever? Because yeah. they're like, here. he was here. Yeah. He rearranged a fruit salad. Okay. And then he, oh, this one, he tries to break down the door. Do you see, whenever he goes to the cat lady's house. Oh my God. He, he tries to break it down and then he just opens it and then pushes it. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks it and then he shoulders it. And then he's like, wait. And he turns the doorknob slowly and opens it. And then he's it's like. It's a lot. <laughs> and he's like, boom, and pushes it open. Because <laughs> he wants to kick it open. It's so cute. It's so cute. Of course, we have Joey Heatherton. He wanted Joey Heatherton and not Natalie. And then we have the former, former, former detective. So, Mr. Mink. Okay, so out of 10 badge stabs, how crazy was Monk this episode? Out of 10 badge stabs, I'm going to give him a 2. Okay. Out of 10 former, former, former detectives, I also gave him a 2. Hey! I was going to go for a 1. I was like, wait a minute. He does some crazy things. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do nothing, but he does enough to be on the force. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He does enough to show you that he's... Quirky, but not too much to not be on the force. There you go. Yeah, he couldn't be. He couldn't be too crazy. Mm-hmm. And then um, the dispatch thing was pretty cringe, though. 
I'm glad that it was a tip and not an emergency because yeah, that would have been like, okay, you physically can't do this job yeah. because you can't oh even God, have enough there's urgency. There's so much blood everywhere. Please hold. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good setup. We didn't even practice that. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that would have been really bad. And I am, I still am really glad that they didn't do anything like that. Uh-huh. Make him unfit. They didn't make him unfit. They made him perfectly, like, fine for his monks. His choice. And they let him go out on his own. So we got to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. Final segment. Rate this episode. Okay. Are so stupid. <laughs> All right, kiddos. Out of ten nothings, what would you rate this episode? <laughs> for those who are new, who are listening from our third to last episode... <laughs> Hmm. I give every monk episode a 10 because it deserves it. And then I work up from there. Okay. So I'll say 10 point something. And then Noah will say what I actually mean. I okay. I will convert. This episode was entertaining. Entertaining. In this, okay. You don't have to tell them everything I'm saying. <laughs> Just the number. Okay. This episode was entertaining. We've heard that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say entertaining. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> In the sense that you definitely wanted to watch it. And you wanted to know what was going to happen. However, it was lacking in the gang action like I talked about. And more importantly, it was a letdown in the overarching theme that Monk doesn't really get his badge back. This one is very low on the rewatchability for me. Agreed. I'm going with a 10.725. Okay, so you got a 7.25? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm very interested. That's extremely low for my standards. Okay. For, for my number, I crunched the numbers. Do you have a spiel? I calculated. I don't have a spiel. I never have a spiel. Well, you do sometimes. Um, more of like the... A ramble after you give the number? Ramble after you give the number. Okay, then go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm giving it a, which never, never before seen on the show, a nine. I'm, I've never given it a nine this season. This season? I was like, whoa. Calm down. <laughs> never given it a nine. <laughs> no, I gave this one a nine. Uh, it was definitely lacking. I agree. We we came up with a lot of different things than what this episode like could have been yep. or should have been. Yep. Mm-hmm. It missed the mark, but at the same time, like birthday just wasn't like Mr. Monk, because that's what I was gauging it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Monk... Happy birthday, Mr. Monk. Happy birthday, Mr. Monk. Was not as good as this. And I I don't know. Like, it feels like a nine is way too high for me. But I also, like, in the grand scheme of things, I hope it'll pan out. Because you rated it low. I rated it pretty high. And that's, too, where it was like, I I didn't ask, because I never really do this, ask for people to, like, rate the episode. I just ask for your guys' opinion and this one, I mean, you heard the viewers' voices that we said. It was a lot of potential or what it could have been or yeah. just flat out plot holes of it. Or, yeah, I really didn't like that he gave it up so quickly or that they didn't teach him how to use the phones. Or someone said it was one of their least fa- five, least favorite, whatever. Whoa. So, you know, it's one of those things I, I, I definitely, I looked at my, my numbers and I placed it accordingly. I thought it was not very funny. Mm-hmm. 
it was and that's the thing too is that like i don't want to judge it based on like it not being funny and it did not it didn't have like <laughs> gang action i keep calling it gang action like there's gangs or something in it but you know what i mean yeah. you guys know what i mean the gang the gang, the gang action and I don't want to judge it off that, but then it's it has to come in with the other qualities, which is storyline mm-hmm. and crime. Mm-hmm. And the crime of the window washer and the reward thing was just eh. I thought it was cool. And then the um what was the other thing? And then the storyline that that's this episode was based on storyline, Mr. Monk and the badge. And I thought that since I, myself, and a lot of others seemed very disappointed by this point in the storyline, that that's where I was grading it off of. Let alone, it had all those other things going against it. The main part is the storyline, and then that just was not good. Yeah. So, a lot of potential, a lot of could-have-beens, a lot of should-have-beens, or whatever. So, but yeah, that's it, guys. We only have two more episodes to watch more these and i am very our, excited to see the end this is our last normal episode our normal like as in like not the two-parter not the wrap-ups yeah our final normal drunk time i don't know i mean i probably shouldn't say i probably should just save it for the next week but i'm excited to see the end me too i know like it's overarching awesome. premise yeah, because I'll I'll have watched it by the time. So, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. I only remember watching the end once, maybe twice. Whoa. I watched it when it came out. And I feel like at some point I had to have watched it since. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've had to have, like, but I just can't remember doing it. But I'm excited to see it because I do know what happens in the sense of like like i said the overarching like story plot lines but i couldn't tell you scenes or quotes or nothing i i don't i don't know what's coming so i'm excited and you definitely haven't seen it so i'm excited for you or maybe i am if you have i will stab you right now (laughs) and mr monk's gonna have to solve your murder oh my god okay sorry okay new episode out of mr monk Mr. So Mom. yeah, guys, make sure that you go watch the two-parter, watch the first part, listen to us, watch the second part, listen to us, and so you guys can study up on your episodes. Goodbye! And, and watch them with us. Bye! I'm all the way over here! Uh, yeah. We're fading away! Yeah, you're still pretty loud, though, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, wait. We're fading away. Okay, guys. We'll see you next time for Mr. Monk in the End. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.